crying, you're so scared and all alone Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long So 29 of the UK Steelers podcast. Joined as always by me, Simon Wynne Stanley, and my two co-hosts, David uh, Hart and Gavin Marshall. They tripped up on you two guys then. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Life in lockdown. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's good to be back. I missed yeah. out on last week through ill health. So it's it's good to be back hearing your, your guys' voices and uh, not thinking about that stupid thing that's going on at the moment. How was it? Uh, are you feeling better, firstly, off the top? Yeah, no, I'm I'm loads better, thanks. No, I'm um, I think I had a sort of uh, not to sort of go into Dave's neuroses half hour, but <laughs> I had a bit of a mini mini breakdown, I think, on sort of stress and being and concerned for the business and stuff, um, yeah. and sort of worked myself to a point where I just made myself sick, and uh, so yeah. But no, I'm I'm on the other side now. I'm just I'm just not watching the news anymore. I get the missus to update me on what's going on with stuff because it just adds to the stress so, so yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100% now good I think I think we've all been I mean firstly glad to hear it wasn't the dreaded and then oh, secondly yeah. um, I think we've all been there with the kind of anxiety slash panic attack slash you know worrying about the world collapsing slash whatever you, you want to fill in the dots but so I think I think everyone can relate to that we've all it's all been kind of a trying time isn't it um, how about you so si? how are you coping yeah I'm pretty good I think I'm quite lucky, you know, because my job can be done remotely, so I'm not too impacted in, in that sense, at least right now. But I think what's concerned me is is the wider scale of things and like all like all the stuff that you've already mentioned. But I think this week I've kind of got to grips with it a little bit more. I'm not I'm not into kind of the apocalyptic mindset that I was in last week. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I've kind of just kind of got to grips with how life is, and you know, we'll get past it. It's just going to take some time, right? How how sort of. Uh pissed off for you at the fact that there's lots of people out there getting paid 80% of their wage to do nothing <laughs> and, and you're still yeah, having to work that's kind of turned into like a bit because my my um my dad is in that situation right because he he's been sent oh he can't do his job but that they're you know he's still fine so they're paying him for three months at least for the full wage I think and he's got nothing to do um so yeah where, where it looked like I was like kind of in the driving seat in this epidemic I've kind of looked the sucker now don't I but well, um, I don't know. I think me and Dave are actually full suckers because yeah. we're self-employed, right? So, I mean, I'm particularly suckers because I've got like a you know one of those limited companies, so we we don't get anything. But um, yeah, it's fine. That you know, that's that that cut. They've got to take the rough with the smooth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As long as I can get back to work fairly soon, you know, I'll be able to pay the bills. I think. I think but the I'll thing what, that's going to come out of it is the fact that well, the, the sort of the health issue isn't necessarily going to be the thing that was attacking everyone. It's going to be everyone's mental health after this. I think. I agree. Yeah, it's yeah. Because it's yeah, not, it's not, it's going to be after the after we get out of the health issue of it, it's going to be getting back to society, right? It's going to be yeah. a, a lot of people having to acclimatize themselves. Well, I mean, I don't my... know. if you're in America right now, then you're going to be okay by Easter, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I oh, should say it's uh, Rich was meant to be back tonight, but he um he couldn't make it unfortunately. So apologies about that. But yeah, it's such a shame because we wanted to catch up with uh, what Rich was saying and from his side. But yeah, hopefully he'll be back next week to catch up. Yeah, and what hopefully things will be in a, a brighter space by then a little bit. Yeah, but talking about being in a brighter space, so I, like you, I was feeling very apocalyptic 
last week. Was it last Friday? I think when the chancellor came out and you know basically said, yeah, there's not going to be, you know, twenty twenty five million people out of work or whatever. You know, people are going to get some money. So that cheered me up. And then about half an hour later, the news came across that that the Steelers had signed Eric Ebron. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the best sort of forty five minutes of my life, or at least it seemed like it. Like. <laughs> A massive ray of sunshine after a couple of weeks of like dread and rain clouds and you know skull and crossbones. It was great. It, I, that really cheered me up. It was weird, right? I mean, this, who, who'd have thought if you'd have told me before, uh, you know, before any before the off season started that the highlight of the summer might be Eric Ebron uh, signing with the Steelers. <laughs> and I laughed at you for two different reasons, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this was a this was a strange one because if you remember rightly, we I think I actually named Eric Ebron by name when we were talking about free agency like uh, five, six weeks ago and said... How... I think it's fair to say we all poo-pooed it. Yeah, right? I mean... uh, but in fairness, I think things have changed since then because nobody envisioned at that time that the CBA would be passed so quickly, I don't think. Um, obviously, that was that was passed by a very narrow margin and that, that freed th- some things up, as I understand it. I haven't gone into the depths of the, the financials outside of just you know Eric Ebron's contract, but... As far as I understand it, a lot of people restructured. It freed up a bit of space and it enabled us to go out and get sort of one of these mid-tier free agent guys on a pretty friendly contract, to be fair, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not actually official yet, is it? Because there's the, because they've not been able to have the medical, right? I don't think it's. He's not signed on the dotted line completely. It's just, or at least the, all the paperwork's not been done. But it, it's as good as, right? Yeah, yeah but he's tweeting about it. Yeah. at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Um, but in terms of, I mean, it's a two-year, twelve million deal uh, obviously drafty of the uh, the lions if i remember rightly and then played with the Colts for the last couple of years um kind of a weird guy i remember ebron sort of when he f- first came out um i've probably been watching the nfl for sort of five years by that point so i was kind of getting to grips with the draft as well and um he was a guy i was really excited of coming out and then kind of disappointed for a few years and then moved to the Colts and had that one really big year where he had like sort of 750 yards i think i wrote down and i think the big the big one was the touchdowns right he had 13 touchdowns that season yeah um, massive red zone weapon yeah, yeah. which yeah. i've been saying we need for for a long time um but a lot of people have been coming out sort of attacking this move as like you know the Steelers not really a Steelers kind of tight end he doesn't offer much in the blocking kind of game he's he's purely a passing receiver sort of tight end i don't know what, what do you think of I'm I'm up for it. I mean, yeah, maybe they haven't had that kind of tight end, but I think we've been saying for ages that that's you know that between the hashes is where the where the weakness has been, and we've kind of been saying it needed to come from a wide receiver because as you say the Steelers don't get those kind of tight ends. But if he if he can offer that between the hashes, you know, over the middle, uh, sort of seam routes or crossing patterns, then great, I'm I'm all for it. And you know, if we get two tight end sets with Barnes blocking, yeah. and you know, it's, it's opens up some more some more plays. It does a lot for us, that, doesn't it? Being able to sort of play 12 personnel and get two tight ends on the field, it's, it's going to help with the run game as well in, in that sense. And I mean, Vance is a playmaker as well. I mean, I know last season he didn't really pass... He didn't really... He wasn't really a passing game threat, was he? But, you know, he has been. So yeah. to have both of these guys on either end, it could be quite exciting, yeah. I mean, hopefully Ebron stays healthy. That has been a bit of a concern, right? But Yeah, we've got yeah. two yeah, sick note tight yeah. ends now. <laughs> That's the only real red flag for him isn't it really it was a ankle ankle injury wasn't it last last season he missed a mm. good chunk of the last season so yeah that's the only real red flag but no like you say he's a guy who can stretch the field and he's he's not a i say he's not a blocking tight end but i don't think i say we've got vance for that really if he again if he can stay healthy but he's he's that big red zone threat and that's and that's what we need it'd be interesting to see what he does how that how he affects the production of the receivers particularly like guys like juju 
I think it's going to open things up a lot for them now. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we see a lot more production now he's on, on the side. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to be accounted for as well by opposing defences, right? I mean... Oh, yeah, you can't a... ignore him. You really can't yeah. ignore him. Yeah, it's going to be he's hard de- to kind of shove some outside linebacker on coverage on him, right? You're going to need someone who can, you know, follow yeah. a, a large guy like Ebron. Yeah. And a, a definite upgrade over Vanette. So I don't know why yeah. who, who I don't know why anyone is complaining about this move. You know, it's a, it's a bigger splash move than we're used to the Steelers making, really. So um, it's exciting. I think you know, six million a year is really. I mean, I'd take that. I'd snap his hand off at that. That's, I'm surprised he didn't get a bigger market than that, to be honest. A two-year. Yeah, with the weakness deal. of the tight end class. Yeah, yeah. As well. So, I mean, I think he was probably. I'm trying to think who else was available. He was probably the best tight end out there, right? I mean, am I wrong about that? Who else was? Well, they, uh, once uh, Hunter Henry went back. Hunter was, Henry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was probably. Um, uh, Hooper was probably yeah, the top also, guy. Yeah, Hooper, yeah. Um, he's I got th- it in the division to the Browns. I kind of know what Hooper is, though. I, I kind of like Ebron. I think he's a little bit underrated. I think he's been, he's been a bit unfortunate in the situations he's been in. I mean, the Lions are like a, a black hole for anyone that goes there but gets drafted by them. And then um, the Colts, he was a bit unlucky because obviously Luck left after that season. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I, I could kind of see him really breaking out with the Steelers and kind of playing up to his draft stock again. Well, let's hope so. We shall see. Maybe I'm just being overly uh, optimistic. Um, no, I don't think so. I think I think it's very logical to think that. Um, do you think? Do you think they still go out and draft a tight end? Well, that's the other thing, right? They've, they've kind of, funnily enough, the Steelers have done that with us, right? We've we've gone through some of the positions we thought were the most uh, likely to be drafted, and then they've gone and addressed them all in, in free agency, which they never yeah. do. Um, I, I think it's going to be a late round guy, if at all. Now, right? I, I, they could easily, if they, if they don't like the look of anyone, they could easily go the whole draft without taking a tight end. Now, there's no concerns. They could, but I tell you what, I think it opens up a spot on the on the roster for just a you know a specialist blocking tight end, and I think that opens the door to your my favourite Colby Parkinson. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Love to see that in a, as a later rounds edition. That, that'll be something we'll be watching on day three. Um, uh, is Zach Gentry safe? I mean, I don't know what the, the feel is on him in the club. He's only been there like a year, right? But It's hard to say, and tight ends take a while to develop. Yeah. So, you know, he's got a while yet. So, so it depends not, what you yeah. think of him, yeah, as well. So he might be in a competition when it comes to it, if we draft anyone. Um, cool, anything else on Ebron? Are we good to move on? Good to move on. Okay, yeah. so we also signed Stefan Wisnowski. Is that right? Can we get a pronunciation yeah. check on that guy? I think it's Wisniewski. Wisniewski, okay. I was going, wasn't that like one of the, the monsters off Monsters Inc.? Possibly. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, size of two year, $2.85 million deal. So, th- this was kind of a nice move. Um, offensive lineman, kind of a swing guy who can and play a few positions. Um, he's not going to be a starter on offense, at, at least, hopefully, obviously, unless we, we sort of see some injuries. But with the losses that we saw at the start of free agency, it's nice to have a bit of insurance in that position, right? Yeah, for sure. Tough, tough, tough dude. Hard nosed guy. Got the kind of name that sounds like he should be a Steelers player. So yeah, I'm down with it. <laughs> That's the hard hit like... analysis you get from. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, but you know what I mean. Um, I like Baldy, Baldy's. Uh, you know, Baldinger's Brian Baldinger's analysis, which was uh, every uh, every offensive line needs a Wisniewski. <laughs> yeah. Kind of something up, really. You know, it's just like one of some tough dude that can come in. I mean. Who 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 have we had recently in that in that in that kind of role? Was it like Cody Wallace? Maybe the kind of tough hard-nosed guy that can just come in and play any position you know even yeah. could possibly play tackle but you know definitely in the middle could play either guard or center no problem just come in and fill in these bats or spell anyone if they need it or whatever so yeah it's, it's i think it's a good pickup now, i think he's going to be starter week one I, I can see it being just plug and play with him really well I th- yeah, I th- 
yeah, I think they. I don't know. It depends. We'll see how it goes. But I think they probably want him as just that that guy who can come in if there's any any gaps. Um, depends what happens with the right tackle spot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because mm. if Ireland moves inside, then that right tackle spot need they need someone in there. So whether it's Chucks or Zach Banner or someone they pick <laughs> You've up, you've got or... to think they want Chucks to win that job. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, time time will tell. It's good to have that option there, uh, even if he doesn't start. But um, uh, one thing that was interesting to me, uh, I mean, he was picked in 2011 by the Raiders, right? And then since then, he's had a bit of a knack for picking the teams he goes to in free agency, right? Because he went he went to the Eagles a couple of years ago, won a Super Bowl. Went to the Chiefs last year, won won a second Super Bowl. So we've got a two time Super Bowl champion on the offensive line now. The dude's um, a winner. Yeah, maybe he's picking the right teams, right? Does is this does this bode well for the Steelers? <laughs> Well, he played well. He played well in the the Chiefs' uh, postseason run. I said, there's, there's a reason why the Chiefs have been able to do all this crazy passing stuff that they've been able to do because he's getting that protection, and it's clearly an effective, clearly an effective guy in protection. Yeah. Wow, this has been this has been great. I mean, I want to clip out just this this section of the podcast. Right, so far we've said that um, Wisnowski's the reason the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, well, uh, and that the, and, <laughs> and his name it sounds like a good Steelers guy. <laughs> Um, no, I do like the move though. Quality veteran uh, on the O line. Um, the, the third piece of news was a weird one. I actually missed this when it happened. I don't know how. <laughs> um, I think probably again focusing on Corona rather than NFL news for a while. Um, we made a, a trade with the Ravens, right? You see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, very, very strange. Apparently, it hasn't happened since 1998. Um, we've traded with our interdivision rival or, or in division rival. I could never get that the right way around. Um, what so, was that trade? What was the nineteen ninety? Unfortunately, I did not. I didn't go that far down the rabbit hole, Gav. Uh. You, you, if you can find that, we'll we'll, we'll drop it in. Um, so Chris Wormley, um, kind of a, 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 a back, not not necessarily a backup, but kind of a, a in and out guy for the Ravens um, last season. I think he started seven games in in twenty nineteen. A third round pick from twenty seventeen. What I found interesting about this was though that he was the number one spark athlete in the twenty seventeen draft amongst D linemen. Um, we know Steelers like these kind of spark athletic guys, or Kevin Colbert does anyway. Um, so that's interesting. You'd imagine there was probably some interest in it during draft time uh, when this came around. And also, we didn't we didn't give up much for him, right? We gave up we swapped a fifth and a seventh round pick next year. So um, just worth keeping the back of your mind that a fifth round pick in the twenty twenty one draft will not be there. If you're wondering where the gap is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any anyone sort of watched any of his game? I didn't go too deep into it, but from what I can tell, he isn't. He's not kind of a guy to replace. Um, uh, Hargreaves, sorry. Um, he's more of a kind of a. Uh, an he's more guy. of a three tech. Yeah, yeah, more of a backup yeah, um, to Tuit or Haywood, but. I, I, more of a kind of a progression for Alu Alu. You know, if Alu Alu leaves, he'd be the perfect guy to take his spot. Right. So it's just you know you you need a lot of D line depth. So he's he's coming for that. He's not the the uh, the nose tackle, uh, but I've got that I've got the, the trade. Oh, uh, go on. In, in, in 1997, Baltimore traded a seventh round pick in 1998 to Pittsburgh for offensive lineman Bernard Daphne, who appeared in just one game for the Ravens. So we we rubbed them there. How, wait, what what was the pick? Uh, a seventh round pick. Oh, what a swindle! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think. Yeah, we don't we don't get involved in blockbuster trades of the Ravens, right? <laughs> just imagine Colbert sat there on on the phone at his desk, just gritting his teeth. <laughs> um, okay, so so that was um, oh, there was one other little bit of news. The Steelers signed the XFL sack leader as well. Did you see this? Yeah, well they, they signed a 
Yeah, they've signed a bunch of XFL guys, right? Oh, you know more than me, then, then feel free. I just picked this up off the wire, but I haven't seen sort of a full list. They've done it. They've got a tackle, a safety, and, and this guy you're talking about, the set leader. I know nothing about any of them. No, I neither do I. I was hoping that Rich was going to come on board with some XFL deep knowledge, <laughs> but um, not to be. Well, I, the so. only reason I picked up on this was because this kind of it was touted that this guy might be a guy who's going to compete for a kind of a backup uh, sort of defensive end slot. So, you know, it's just a name to keep an eye on, right? Kevin Walker. In, in fairness, we say XFL sack leader. There was only like four games, right? He had four and a half sacks. So yeah, <laughs> it's a limited yeah, sample size. That's impressive number, though. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and coming from inside as well. Yeah, 19 tackles, four and a half sacks, five tackles for loss, nine QB hits. How many of those are on Landry Jones, do we, do we know? I'm hoping all of them were. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, so so if we look back and we talk about what, what we saw the Steelers targeting in free agency, we've ended up with um, a tight end, as we say, and a top tight end, uh, offensive lineman to fill that gap, and then some D-line depth. Um, I think it's been a pretty a pretty good free agency I mean the Steelers have done what they always do they've waited until the second leg of free agency right they haven't got involved I mean they couldn't but have done really forget, but... um, Derek Watt and Derek Watt of course yeah the fullback who's signed officially now so um, and that's an exciting move I think as well just from a, a blocking perspective although we lost Rosie Nix which is upsetting but yeah I think has, he, has, Nick, has Nick's landed anywhere I don't know I haven't seen I haven't seen yeah it's a shame yeah it's not a good market for fullbacks now is it Especially I'm still trying injury. to work out what the was it, was, I'm still trying to work out what the deal was there is, is what that much of an upgrade over Rosie? I always like Rosie. Yeah, I love Rosie. I think it's just they wanted a guy who was a bit more stable, right? Rosie's just an injury risk at this point, I think. So, and it's not it's not a position you're carrying two guys on. And I mean, who knows? Maybe Rosie stays out on the street, and you know, Derek Watt gets injured, he, he joins the team again. Yeah, let's see. Could be one of Did those. Did you see guys. the um, the thing about the the comp picks? All the the comp. I mean, is yeah. there anything more <laughs> mysterious than comp picks? Yeah, very interesting, right? I mean, the Patriots got what four or five. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it, it seems like this this free agency so far is working out that the Steelers will get a fourth and two sixths if Artie Burns sticks around on the Bears. So that's something for cheering on Artie Burns. Wow, really? Is that? I don't know where you've got that from. Is that is that people already coming up with that? Yeah, there's there's you know people out there smoking smoking stuff and stroking their beards coming wow. up with how it all works. It is way too far. I kind of get it when you get to the end of the season, you know exactly what's happened, but that's too confusing for me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Figuring all that out. Um, yeah, well done, Artie Burns, on getting that deal as well. He's, it's hopefully a new start for him. What was a the deal start with, with that? Do, do we know how much he got? I don't know. No? Okay. Well, it but it's a chance, is it? It's probably a prove-it deal, something yeah, similar yeah, to what yeah. um, the Steelers gave uh, Justin I think it's Gil. only a one-year deal. I'm not sure how much it was, but it was a one-year deal. Right, okay. Well, good for him. I'm glad he's landed somewhere. Yeah. Um, first round picks always get a chance, right? Yeah. Is he, that... need, he, he needed to change his surroundings, didn't he? Just... Yeah. Yeah. You know better than me, Gav. Um, obviously, I know some of the names. Is Artie Burns the, the worst first round pick the Steelers have made that you can remember? <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. I know Jarvis Jones. I mean, there's people like Ziggy Hood and stuff, but they, they, they at least had meaningful snaps and weren't embarrassing. They were just kind yeah. of. Yeah, Jarvis Jones, I suppose. But no, I think Burns is to flame out in this fashion and to be hated in such a way and to just look so out of place and be frustrating. Yes, I think Burns is the worst for a while, I can remember. Oh, dear. Well, anyway, (laughs) it's over now. It's done. It's upsetting, but it is what it is. Um, No first-round pick for us this year, so we won't have to worry about that. 
Um, okay, cool. Any, any other bits of news before we move on well, to the... Just a bit yeah. of general NFL stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't know, any, any, any sort of free agency moves that have got your peak during test? Oh, and now I'm struggling to remember what we talked about last week and what's happened since. Uh, we talked about the Brady stuff, right, already? Yeah. Um, did we talk about... Got... Sorry, go, go on. on. The one that got me was Gurley going to the, the Falcons. Oh, I think that's quite an exciting move for them, for both parties there. It kind of reminds me, because one of my favourite running backs a while ago was Stephen Jackson, and he, he did the same thing. I think, or maybe he was traded, I can't remember, but he went, he ended up at the Falcons, um, and and it didn't go so well. So I'm, I'm wondering what this this, bowl, this holds for Gurley. I've always liked him. I know he's been injured and all that, but... Yeah, I mean, he was a great back for a few years, but I, I'm not convinced on his ability to stay on the field and be a number one. No, but you know they they can spell they can spell him there. They're not, they're not going to rely on him to be a feature back. So he could just come in and do damage in the same way that Friedman did for a while or yeah. Coleman. You know, could be know. sort of fantasy viable. Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing was uh, Travis Frederick retiring. You see that? Yeah, yeah. Leaves a bit of a hole in that line. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what he he turned out to be a great player. I don't know if you remember that draft, but um, Jerry Jones got some serious flack for. Picking him in the first round and you know saying what the hell you don't know what you're doing kind of thing turned out to be a great center that you know shored up their line for a while. Yeah, um, I mean he's probably on a Hall of Fame trajectory if he if he's carrying on playing right. But, yeah, I went a bit down a, a bit of a rabbit hole into that draft class because that was generally regarded as one of the worst draft classes, right? Because it was the Luke Jokel, Eric Fisher draft class yeah. where you know, two two tackles taken one and two. Um, you dig around, so. Dallas, right, with their first pick, took Travis Frederick. And then they circled back in the second round to take Gavin Escobar as a tight end, right? You look at the other the other tight ends in the draft class that year, it is like a historic tight end class. Right? Listen to the names. You've got Tyler Eifert, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Jordan Reed, and Vance McDonald. And then later <laughs> rounds, you've got Ryan Griffin. I mean, what the hell's going on there? It's like a who's who of guys that have burst out. <laughs> it's like every Hall of Fame tight end came out of that year, pretty much. What year was that? 2013. And they, and they drafted Gavin Escobar. At that point, um, Travis Kelsey and Jordan Reed were still on the board. Dear me. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an NFL team. It's best not to go back and look at some of these drafts. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> kick yourself, wouldn't you, sometimes? Who did we pick in that draft? Have you got it in front of you? Oh, was that, I think that was a Jarvis Jones draft, wasn't it? And, oh, and Landry... And Landry Landry Jones, was oh that, is that, have I got that right? Let me double check that. I think that's, I think that's true. But that was also, I think that was the uh, Le'Veon Bell second round. So, oh well, ridiculous. okay, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, well, and, but, oh, and Vince Williams as well. Okay, yeah, it's a late round, so yeah, you know, so, good some, and bad. Some up, some down. What about um, Cam Newton? Where does he land? Well, that's an interesting one. If you were going to say that you could afford him and Winston, that sort of, I don't know, reasonable one-year deal. Would you would you go for either one of those as a backup? Yeah, this has been touted a lot. Now I don't think we have any. I know we said this about Eric Ebron, but especially after the Ebron signing, I don't think we have the cap space for either of these guys, right? Unless their value is tanked to the point that they can't get a job. But I find that hard to believe. I mean, they're going to sit around until camp opens, and you know people are in need after injuries and stuff, right? Surely. I well, can see say... neither of them ending up anywhere just because they can't be looked at. No one yeah. can actually physically look at them at the moment. Mm. 
Well, yeah, yeah, I get, I see that. I mean, Jameis. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Jameis. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, let, let, let's let's scale that back. There's well, nothing wrong. He's upgraded. Yeah. There's nothing wrong physically with Jameis. <laughs> um, I actually would 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 take Jameis. I think he would be a bit of a nightmare, but I think uh, he kind of fits what we want to do. I think maybe sitting him down under Ben might be an interesting little duo. Uh, plays a similar style of, of uh, gamesmanship, right? Uh, just at a worse level. Handle the the edge of my seat, waiting for him to throw a pick. I'm not <laughs> sure. I, I saw enough interceptions last season. I don't want to see any more. Listen, you talk about. I, I'm worried about Dave's state of his health. I do. I, I do get that. Panic attack. I do get that. But if you know, if you're saying money's no object, right? If we could, I, I I'd prefer having James Winston on the bench than uh, than Mason Rudolph. I just think he gives what you about, a better chance you, to win a game. You, you take you take James over over Cam. The problem with Cam is I just don't know. I mean, first I, I don't see Cam as a backup. I just can't imagine him sitting as a backup. That seems crazy to me. Um, well, because of his character. Because of his character, because of his ego, but also just because of how good he can be. If he's healthy, then he should be a star. I can't see why he wouldn't be. I mean, it's I don't know. But if he isn't healthy, then I don't want him as the backup or the star. So I don't know. It's difficult with him because we don't know where he is. We haven't seen him play properly for, for you know two years now. So, but... I'm not sure a backup wage can pay for all those fancy hats he has either. <laughs> I'm 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 just a little bit worried. I'm concerned that Ben, you know, you're not. We don't know, do we? What, what yeah. what's what lies ahead? So I agree. I think people are being a little bit optimistic about Ben at the minute. So having having Cam and I mean both having two injury concerned quarterbacks, I'm not sure, but yeah, I've always liked Cam, and I think I'd I'd go for Cam and sit him there, and give him a one year deal if it works out, and Ben's fine, you let him go. If if Ben's not fine, you sign him up, and if He's not fine, you let him go. I just right. can't see that quarterback room. Can you imagine Ben and Cam Newton sitting, <laughs> sitting in that QB room? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. That's not good. I just, no, that, that couldn't happen. Even if we had all the money in the world for it, I don't see it happening. I don't think Ben would allow it. <laughs> but like you say, there's not many. I think the, the, the remaining franchises that haven't got a quarterback are going to look for the draft. So I, I don't think there's that many landing spots. So I think he is looking at a backup. I think. I, it would be it would uh, be wise of him to to wait until camp, wait till the coronavirus issue is kind of blown over a little bit, and you can go visit teams. Wait until someone inevitably comes down with a horrific injury, and uh, someone's reeling for a quarterback, and go get that deal. I think that would be the smartest thing for him to do now. Yeah, well, we'll see. What about you, Dave? Did you did you did you did you say who you'd prefer out of the two of them? Yeah, um, probably Cam, but. Just because, like, like you said, I don't need the stress of Winston throwing a load more picks. I, I couldn't, I couldn't watch a season of that. But then again, it, there's no saying they would be. He'd be playing, he'd be, he'd be warming the bench, wouldn't he? But, but yeah, out of the two of them, I'd go with Cam. Can, can I offer a, a slightly more realistic, I think, an alternate option that I would prefer over both of them? Go ahead, uh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, steady. I'm not joking. I, I think he would be a better option as a backup and a more realistic one. Um, we all know what the problem with Andy Dalton is, but at that point, you know, as a backup, I think he serves perfectly. I think he'd be one of the best backups in the league. Yeah, I think he deserves to be a bridge quarterback for the Patriots. Okay. I think he, I yeah. think he deserves that. Yeah. All right, I'd be surprised. Right, should we get on to our? Uh, oh, there's, there's a couple, a couple of bits oh, of news on, Dave. that oh, you God. missed out. On. I don't. You might have mentioned it last week. I can't remember. I did listen, but I can't remember. <laughs> he no, he let the cat out of yeah. the bag there, didn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dangerfield being re-signed yeah. um, for a season. Um, obviously, he's 
he's a special teams guy, isn't he really? But he's he's of quite a good quite a high value. He had um twelve special teams tackles, which is seventh in the NFL, which I, I found out today. Which is quite an impressive uh figure. But I'm also very disappointed to see that there's been no moves on the beloved Ryan Switzer. He's still <laughs> mentioned in the uh in the depth chart. Well, Ben loves Switzer, right? So he's gonna be sticking around till camp one way or another. Well, he had a workout with him, didn't he? Didn't he? Why don't you Ben throwing in passes and stuff? <laughs> Basically, Switzer's being paid a lot of money to catch passes from Ben in non-game situations. Jack <laughs> and Switzer like, brings him a towel and like brings up his his Gatorades and like <laughs> drops off his groceries and walks his dog. Yeah, I can okay, see that. It, like it looks like he's walking his dog. Yeah, because because Ben isn't doing it. Yeah. Cleans his motorbike. Simon's keeping him there. No, but I'm pleased about Dangerfield. I've always liked Dangerfield. He's a good yeah. player. He's got this hard, tough dude. Like like to have him around on special teams. And I, I don't worry when he's if, when he's filling in at safety either. He comes down, he crashes down into the box hard and lets people know he's there. So, yeah, I'm a fan. Okie doke. Um, lovely. So, the, the position we're on this week, I believe, is kind of edge rushers. Um one of the most valuable positions, right? Traditionally, one of the kind of the only three positions that ever gets taken number one overall in the draft, right? Um, edge, quarterback, and left tackle normally, right? When was the last time that a position outside of that got taken first overall? Can you remember? Uh, that was just a random question, but but it doesn't happen, right? Um, I mean, back in the day, running back, but yeah, not not so much now. Yeah, so you know, this is this is tends to be quite an important one and one that's that's usually pretty um heavily packed with first round guys. Um and it's also I found like kind of doing this one of the sort of most more difficult and more interesting positions to kind of look at and scout if you if you will, if you can call what we do scouting. Um because it it's so I know you kinda of say this about wide receivers, but it's so versatile the way that defensive ends and, and, and outside linebackers and, and edge guys the way that they can can win and the way that they can play the game is so versatile, right? You see some guys that are just ultra powerful, sort of bull rushing guys, and other guys that are super speedy and twitchy, athletic guys. And you see guys that are kind of maybe don't have either of those traits, but are very technical and and can do the kind of the intricate stuff with their hands. And um, it's very interesting, right? Just seeing all these different guys. You look at a guy like uh, Jadavian Clowney against a guy like um, Cameron Wake, right? How different are they in body shape and size? <laughs> they do the same job, so. I find it very interesting. I don't know. What do you think about this class overall, Gav? Yeah, well, I, I was going to say as well, the other thing is obviously the Steelers run a, a different system to, you know, half the teams mm. in the league. So that, that kind of eliminates a lot of people. So, you, you know, the, the the players you're watching don't always play the position that the Steelers would have them in. So it's kind of a projection, you know. I mean, some of the yeah. guys, you know, it's easier. A lot of the teams, it's, it's easier, you know, if you just got four gangsters up front in three-point stances just bursting off the ball. That that's easier to scout rather than you know a a player that's doing that seventy eight percent of the time and they're only standing up the rest of the time. So you've got to kind of project: will they? Can they do that? Can they cover? Can they can they do the things that they're asked to do in the Steelers yeah. system? So it, it is harder, definitely. And I think that's one of the things about running a three four. It's probably a better system, but it's harder to scout the players. Yeah, it's so harder to find some cut, of those dominant guys. Yeah. I think. And 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 you can see in recently the NFL or or the sort of the, the way that it's, it's been held in the media, at least, has changed because it used to be p- players were tagged as left outside linebacker, right outside linebacker, and and defensive end. Now it's just edge. Yeah. Right. So you kind of got to work it out yourself. Um, yeah, and, and I think, 
I think more and more they're getting versatile, though. I mean, there's quite a few guys on this list that I, I could have seen playing a couple of those positions, uh, or, or in some cases, all of them, um, which is helpful. But, yeah, I mean, definitely there's some guys that, that are limited to one spot. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you look at, uh, for instance, Isaiah Simmons, right? The, mm. I mean, he, he could just play any of these positions apart from like three-point stance on the D-line. So, I mean, do, do you include him in this group? I mean, he's not going to be available when the Steelers are picking, but, I mean, he could... He could he, I reckon he could play... He could play, you know, outside linebacker for the Steelers, even though he's being touted as a linebacker slash safety slash corner. Yeah, I'm going to say, isn't the view that he's going to be like a middle linebacker kind of sideline to sideline guy? I, I just think you could play him anywhere. It's just... He's just awesome. Hmm. I mean, he could play... You know, you could play him in the inside first couple of downs and then you could rush him third down or, or have him cover he's one of those chess pieces you know but um but yeah so listen we're not we're not we're not you know he's gonna go top 10 so forget yeah. him <laughs> but that's just illustrating the point it's hard it's hard to project some of these guys i mean so i've watched quite a few guys and they just like scrub them off the list so i don't know maybe we'll have an argument about whether they'll fit the system or not and we'll end go down that rabbit hole rather than talking about the players i don't know yeah, well, I mean, listen, I'm going to try and focus on the players that I have. I mean, I, I trust you more than I trust myself in terms of how well they would fit in the system. I have, obviously, a vague understanding of it all, but but I, I do. it is difficult sometimes to tell, right? Um, unless it's apparent. Um, but let's just do it as we normally do. Let's go down the guys that, that we've all got. Um, I think there's only one place to start, and we won't linger too long on it, because, um, I mean, he, he's probably already done in a red jersey unless unless the Redskins are... Have completely lost it, um, and that's Chase Young, right? My God, I mean, this guy could play, do anything. Yeah, on... <laughs> stick, stick him at quarterback, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but you watch the tape and it, you have to double check it's not a highlight reel because he's doing something on every play. Yeah, do you think that? Yeah, it's just pretty much. I've got a comp for him. It's uh, I don't know if you've seen Predator too, but the Predator. I mean, that guy bursting <laughs> through walls. It just reminded me of him. There's no one else like him. I mean, he's just a generational talent. I was uh, I was listening to someone describe um, Chase Young, and, and they kind of said he's got the technical development of the Bosa brothers, the body of Miles Garrett, and the versatility of Khalil Mack. <laughs> if you're going to take something that good from each of those players, um, it's like he's been built in a lab, right? It's almost unfair. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's freakish, right? He, he might be the top overall prospect we've seen this decade according to a lot of what a lot of people are saying and, and I can certainly see why um, that, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier we talk about guys that win I mean you know guys win with speed some win with power some win with technique he wins with all three and um, yeah. he does it with ease so uh, I think does he get drafted second overall please tell me he does I mean he has to be right oh he's I mean he's the best player in the draft by by a country mile I mean there's just you, some uh, there's some talk the, that the Redskins are going to be up to something with tra- the trade now that pick someone get, comes and gets Tua or you know anything could happen but passing yeah, up I on mean, this it, it, that's that's the valuation of the quarterback position isn't it I mean you can a, a, an average quarterback is worth more than the the best player of ten years or whatever of, yeah. of not quarterback position so you've obviously got to feed your needs first but if you're not picking him up you're pretty stupid aren't you if he's on the table. Yeah, I mean, if he turns into to JJ Watt, <laughs> you don't want to pass yeah. that kind of thing over. You just be laughed at for years, um, unless of course Tua becomes the next big thing and you take him. But then they've just drafted uh, Haskins, right? So they're in a bit of a tough spot with that. So yeah, yeah. 
I think he has to come off the board at two. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to spend too long on it. Like I said, there's no way that he's anywhere near us. But um, any other thoughts on on Chase Young and maybe what he is to the compared to the rest of the draft classes we've seen in the past? Oh, I mean, he's, he's head and shoulders above anyone else in this in the uh, edge rushers. He's just got like a perfect player, isn't he? I mean, he's just so fast and so powerful. And you just you just see the the offensive linemen just hanging on by their fingernails. They're just terrified. They're sort of oversetting to compensate for his speed outside. So then he goes inside and just destroys them. It's just it's just incredible to watch. I think he could get even better as well. I mean, <laughs> that's the scary thing. I think with a bit of NFL coaching, if he adds a few sort of different things to his repertoire, uh, I think because uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he was so so productive, and and I felt like sometimes he was just just. Take it, take, not taking it easy, but but he, he almost could take it easy because it was so easy for him to breeze by people. He didn't have to use sort of an assortment of moves all the time. And I thought if he was playing against NFL level talent, he sort of had to go to the drawing board and come up with different things to do. I, I feel like he could be just so dominant. But yeah, and it just it just he, the size of him. He's two hundred and sixty four pounds, but he just wears it so well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like like you say, it's like. If you uh, design a player on Madden or whatever, and you just like make him <laughs> lean and then juice up every muscle to the like the the optimum level, that's him. I mean, it's just like prototypical shape, size, everything. Well, so the only not um, it's not just his sort of get off as well. He got, a, I mean, it's like a scary kind of get off, but he's he seems to anticipate the snap just perfectly yeah. every time. There's times when you're like, surely he's jumped, but he's not. He's just dead on every time. You have got some sort of I don't know, some sort of vision. Can he see into the future or something? Is this part of his, of his profile? I think he can teleport. Sometimes he's behind the offensive lineman before the offensive lineman's got up. <laughs> yeah. So I've dug dug around to try and find any kind of a knock on him at all. Like any, there's nothing apart from watched on one breakdown. He he managed to find a couple of plays <laughs> where the play ran away to the other side and and he kind of jogged. That's it. <laughs> So, yeah. But anyway, he's not going to be on the Steelers, so he might as well move on. Yeah. Uh, well, there's going to be a couple of guys like that, I think. I mean, after Chase Young, how did you kind of feel about, before we start talking about the individuals, how do you feel about the rest of this draft in terms of, because after that, to me, it didn't feel like there was anyone that jumped out to me as this guy needs to also be kind of a top 10 pick. It was a little bit sort of patchy in uh, terms of top level Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's kind of middling where you're kind of, trying to get excited about I mean, yeah. there's one guy that I, I i actually really like in this next group but i i totally agree there's no there's no kind of dominant guys they're all projections in and some I think, ways i think yeah i think there's a lot of boomer bus guys now after straight after him i think there's no there's, there's some kind of low floor guys coming up but well let, let's go with whoever you've got next then because i don't really have them in a particular list in this next group because i thought i wasn't you know too jazzed about anyone in particular so all right dave who who, who, who do you like next my second was AJ Epinesa. Okay. Iowa. It just, it, I, I'm, I'm sort of filling my own sort of um, profile here, but I, I, he's the big, strong dude. He's, he's the bull rusher. You know, he's, he's not the, he's not the most athletic guy, but he's, he's a strong dude. He's like, I've got him as two eighty. Have you got him as something different? Uh, I haven't actually got his weight. Well, the oversight of me. Hang on, carry on. Yeah, sorry, I didn't write it down. No, I forgot. <laughs> Big dude, violent tackler. He's got a wicked sort of spin move, even though he's, despite his size, he can spin guys out. But it's, like I say, he just wins with strength. And mm. it's, it's, it's not, it's not that he doesn't need the speed necessarily, just because 
he's he's got a, a pretty high football IQ. Like the pursuit angles are just spot on. He doesn't have to sprint out to catch guys. He just sort of, not that he's jogging, but he just sort of he doesn't have to go full out to get the guys. He just times it perfectly. Yeah. Um. But no, he, he again, he's not. It wasn't that he blew me. You know, blew me away. But I was impressed with the tape. I like what I saw in him, and I like those kind of guys and in, in, in an edge guy. But he, he's 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 a defensive end. He's not a He's not an outside linebacker. Yeah, that's the thing. I absolutely love the player. I think you're absolutely right. He's as I watched on one of his videos said, um, he's he's already in his man body. In his, I had that that written down. (laughs) But I think you're right. He's, He's. I don't know where he fits into the Steelers system. I think if if he would be the ideal kind of Cam Haywood replacement. Um, Yeah, I could see that. So I, I think he's more of a kind of inside guy, and then I'm not sure that's where he he's he's going to get drafted way too high. Not only for the Steelers, but even too high to play him in that position. He's going to be the next guy taken. So he's he's going to be the rush end, really, isn't he? But yeah, I, I, like you say, I love the guy. I like he just just powers through people. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't need to doesn't even really need to pull any moves together. He's just he's just so brutally strong. He yeah. just lifts people up using yeah. leverage and then just you know clubs them away. So yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, wins with power. Good, good technician, technician as well. So he can do that. But uh, the problem is that, that he tests very poorly athletically, right? Um, yeah. Which you know you would expect. But uh, from what I can tell, his combined numbers were particularly bad. Um, it's a bit of a concern. I get that that's not really his, his play. And he can probably get around that in the NFL because of the the, the power. And he, if he takes the straight line and, and sort of maybe moves to the inside a little bit. Um, I, that's my only concern with drafting him that high. I think he could be a great player, but I think if you're taking him in kind of the top ten range, if I mean maybe he doesn't go that high, I don't know. But is that going to be worth it for what he ends up being? You might end up having to slide him inside or, or sort of hover him over a guard because maybe he's not going to be able to get you know around the edge and set the edge and be a bit yeah, of a liability exactly. on the run. So yeah, he's not a bender. He's not. A, he's not going to circle round. Yeah, so a bit of a risky pick in terms of a high end pick. I think he's got a, probably quite a high floor, but I don't think he's maybe going to do what you want him to do if you take him in that top fifteen, top ten area. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who was your guy? Was that your guy, Gavo? No, no. I like um, for me, and I think he fits the Steelers system. He, he's a risky pick. He's he's a uh, he's, he's a bit of a projection, but uh, it's uh, Julian Aquara from Notre Dame. Okay, okay. Well, why do you like Aquara? Uh, he's just got. He's like I say. He he needs to bulk up. He's got great length, um, and he can get a little bit high in his pads, and and his his release is a bit kind of sometimes he kind of jerks a bit, and um, needs to sort of work on some of the technical things. But as as, as speed to power rusher, he's he's great. He's great around the edge. Great great inside. Um, he's like a sack technician. You know, hmm. he's got like a jabbing jabbing step. He's got the hand skills. So he's kind of like um, a sort of leaner Bud Dupree. So he's yeah. got a bull rush, and he uses like his length well. Um, he's got great burst and flex. So he's kind of like a, an ideal outside linebacker, really, for me, 3-4. Um, he hasn't got much violence. He's not like a nasty violence guy, but I just like his, his, his athleticism. Could definitely see a role for him on the team. And out of the rest of these kind of... Early, early guys. If one of them drops, it would be. I'd hoping it would be him. Yeah, I, I don't know kind of where he's projected to go, really. I mean, but but it, uh, I suppose he could theoretically get to the Steelers. So I, I could see him going earlier than that. But 
Uh, if he did, I could certainly see him there. He, he, he does fit as a kind of a, um, like you say, as kind of a 3-4 outside rush guy. But uh, like you say, uh, to use the term you like, uh, Gav, I, I didn't sense the whoop-ass. Uh, <laughs> no, there wasn't much whoop. Yeah, know. he was lacking a little bit. He couldn't really nec- If he got sort of tied up a little bit, he didn't disengage. Um, so I wasn't sort of overly thrilled. He, he does, he's very athletic, right? Very um, kind of a, a freakish athlete kind of guy. He's got a lot of upside, but but very raw. Needs to learn the position. Um yeah, I don't know. Not, didn't didn't have enough ways to win, which is my kind of go back to for this position. I, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I agree. I, but I do like the way he did win, which was to use his length well. Yeah. So if you you can't teach that, he's got the length. So mm. you know, and he's got he, he does do speed to power. So as long as you've got that, and and he's got the bend. So the rest, I think, you know, you can teach the hand moves. You can teach, you know, you can you can train him up to have more of a plan to write. You can refine him. You can refine his release. All those things are coachable. So I think. Yeah. You know the knocks on him aren't aren't so serious. I think he's got what it takes. So uh, as I say, he's a projection. He's not there yet, but you know, so many of these guys, they are that. They're not the finished article. Yeah. So for for me, he's the one that jumped off the tape as being this. This guy's exciting. Oh, okay, so this is your red star guy. <laughs> this is my top red star guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, this okay. is what I wanted to ask you guys. Are we looking for Budry Budry replacement? Yeah, what what are we looking for here? Because this becomes like a bit of a weird position because we've got the slots filled, right, Dave? I think is what you're saying. You know, we got yeah. obviously TJ on one side, we got Bud on the other, we got the three D linemen. But yeah, because we're not really looking for a replacement for any of these positions. So is it a need? I don't know. It's a weird one. Well, we're looking for a. You know, we've lost Chicolo, right? So do we do you, do you try and replace him like for like? Because there's a couple of guys here that I think would bring what he he kind of brung brought. Would be the correct word, um, <laughs> but I think there's a couple of guys here. If they fell, would bring a bit more, and I think Aquara would bring a bit more. He, he yeah. you know, Chicklow, you know, he, he was good special teams, okay against the run. Sometimes he didn't seal the edge so well, and never really his rush wasn't that good, was it? Really, he was just yeah. kind of a sort of kind of a placeholder in a way, not being too disrespectful. And, and it feels like there's a couple of guys here. There's like so Aquara I feel like could back up you know would be in in the Bud Dupree role. There's another guy I feel that could be in the TJ Watt kind of role, mm. and then the other guys in this early well there's one I just wouldn't go near, and then the other one I feel the other two I feel could fill that Chicolo role and p- possibly progress on as time goes by. So I don't know what you think. Well, the guy in the TJ Watt role um, is that the guy coming out of his alma mater? Uh, yes. yes. Yes, it is. So, so Zach Bond, I had I had the exact same thought um, until I saw his measurables, and I was like, Ooh, a little bit, a little bit on the small side, and it kind of sort of wet my um, taste Threw for a bucket of water over. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, a little bit because he didn't. I know it's hard to tell sometimes when you first start watching a guy because uh, you know on tape it can sometimes be difficult to tell the size of these guys until you look. But um, it might sound silly. He kind of played bigger than he than he Absolutely. is. Like he kind of yeah, looked. I've got that written here. Yeah. Bigger than size. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, what is he? He's like, I haven't written it down, but he's like six, he's, oh, six foot two, 33 inch arms, which is very, very small for, a, for an edge guy. Yeah. And yeah, um, his, the arm length is a big concern. Big issue. And 238 pounds. So, so very undersized and even very undersized compared to TJ Watt. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I actually, because I thought we were going to go here. So I actually wrote down most of the measurables compared to him. So he actually benched three more than Watt, but that's nothing, right? He did yeah. 24 compared to TJ's 21. Now the twenty-yard shuttle, he's it, it shows that he's got the speed because he's four point three one compared to TJ's four point seven eight. Right. Um, but the vert, so 
he's a 32.5 compared to TJ 37. So what, you, what you're looking at there, you've got a faster, less explosive guy. Yeah. And which, that's, that's what you saw. Time. Yeah, that's what you saw in tape. It was funny watching him because obviously it's, it's so hard, it's so easy to do when it's reminiscent with the same uniform on, right? It just brought me back to watching TJ Watt. But watching him kind of run around, it was like a little, like a, a TJ Watt mini, right? Just just bursting around the field. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He did excite me. He was, he was about to be, I think he probably is my Red Star guy out of any of these guys, but if I was going to give one out. But yeah, I, I was a little bit, thrown off by the by the size but if he falls if you know if i don't know where he's expected to go i don't know if you've got any idea well, on that di- but he's a difficult projection i think he is he, i think three four teams will see him you know view him higher than than yeah. four three yeah right? so that rules out quite a lot of, of the team so then it's who, who who falls in love with him and if he does fall then i think you run the card up straight away because is that fall to, real... to the second round you think I don't know. Who, I, it's it's tricky to say. Sorry, what it's I'm so asking, tr- what I'm asking is, if he, if he did fall to the second round, would you? Is that what you're saying? You would run the card up, or are you oh, saying? Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. 49, absolutely. Right. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, fair enough. I, I'm not. I'm not sure that that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm not sure that I would go this position with the second pick, to be honest. But yeah, I do see what you're saying. I, I like him. I, if we if we left with Zach Bond at the uh, the 59th pick or 49th pick, whatever it is, I'd be um, I'd be pretty happy with that. I'd be hard to just if he fell to that range. I'd be hard pressed to think he wouldn't be the best player available at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he can rush and he can cover. That's the, he, that's the thing. He, yeah, he, he, yeah. And he, he, whatever assignment he's given, he does like to to excellently. Apart from you know when he when he gets beaten by a stronger tackle. Um, but you know if you, if you if you're you know in your nickel D or whatever and you want you know or you're in a two minute drill and you need a guy to. To, that was rushing previously to now to now cover someone. He's your guy. He can stay on the field that whole time. He's got the high high football IQ. Um, just really technical pass rusher. Those guys. Yeah. Just strings moves together, and just you can see tackles kind of trying to keep up with his speed of thought or his plan or whatever it is he does. But yeah, it's just the length is a problem. You know, he just if he matches up to a technical tackle that just outlimages yeah. him. He's, he's beaten and he's taken out of the play. It might be a case that he just simply is not able to to effectively rush the passer in the NFL. That, that's my only concern. But but like you say, his coverage ability and if you play, if you sort of look at him as more as that Chicolo role, if you wanted to do that, then he'd, he'd be very very effective at that. He'd be much better than where we were with Chicolo. It'd be a much more comfortable option. But uh, yeah, I just don't know if that's what you want in the second round pick. But but yeah, like I say, he's my favourite of the guys that the Steelers could potentially get. I think, and I, I'm a big fan of him. It's just a big worry that size. That's all. Um, cool. Do you uh, watch him, Dave? Do you, do you watch yeah, him? sorry, Dave. I saw a bit. I, I, again, I, I didn't, like you said, I don't think he's going to end up with us. I think he's going to be gone well before then. But as you say, if he's still on, on the table at that point, why not pick him up? I, th- I think it's going to be a case of best player available when it comes to the, that, first, that second round pick. It's just going to be who they've got on the top of their list of guys they like. It could be a running back. It could be it could be anyone at the moment. It's just been flipped around on its head, hasn't it, by by free agency. I've still got I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say earlier. Actually, I meant to say what. Um, what do you think the biggest need is for the Steelers now after free agency? Mm. I personally would take a running back. Do you think that's a need? Offensive line, probably. Still, I mean, I think you know nose tackle, but then you don't draft them high. What about safety? But then it's not a guy who's going to start, so... No. We're looking. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're a pretty complete team, right? I mean... Yeah, we are, yeah. <laughs> but I, you look at, you know, 
you don't really expect your your second round from your second round pick onwards to start. They're kind of you know next year or the year after. So this is kind of down the road. Do you know? Do you know what I think this ends up being? Um, I think we end up picking a receiver in the second round. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I really, really, really do. I've just got a feeling. I, I think. I just. I, and given the guys that I, I, I can picture being there, I just can see it happening. Um, yeah. So I, I started to to think as we were watching these guys. You know, what if? You know, so they've tagged Dupree. What if they can't restructure him and get him to a long deal? He's out the door. So maybe suddenly you do want one of these pass rushers coming in and developing, you know, who knows what, um, you know, the, the UK Steelers podcast favorites, uh, Adani and, um, Adenai, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> the other dude that we love that my name escapes me. What if they don't progress skipper? You know, what if they don't, you know, we are in a bit of a spot there. Yeah. But then also you've got the, the, the first round pick next year. If, if that's what needs to be addressed, I don't know. I, yeah, but I just don't know if any of the guys that are going to fall to 59 that are the edge guys this year are going to be who we want to replace uh, Bud Dupree with if, you know, if he ends up leaving. Um, that's my two cents. But I could see it being an edge guy. Uh, definitely could be. Could be. Yeah. So do you want to talk about some, some of these other guys? The sort of day two, day day end of round one, end day two, round two kind of guys? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to see how many times you would say round two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next guy I had on my list I want to make sure I don't miss anyone because I kind of jumped back and forth a little bit here uh, was Curtis Weaver um, with a horrible uh, Boise State uh, field that, that I know you hate so much Gav. Um that's Dave actually oh is it Dave oh, see, yeah, can, it gives me a massive headache can he, never he's, keep actually, up. He's, he's actually next on my list as well oh good it, okay I enjoyed um, the headache to watch his tape and me he's the now, big riser right? to, he was the same weight by apart from one pound from as uh, Chase Young, yeah, he's like a kind of a smaller school Chase Young. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can see why he's risen. Um, very, very highly rated by PFF. If you go into PFF's ranking, I think you've got him as like the second um, guy, which is much higher than most people have him. But um, he does have top tier production, right? I think that's what PFF like the most. I think that he's got, even though he's sort of beaten up against slightly lower competition in Mountain West. I think he's he's very, uh, very productive. He, he's got top tier production for three years in a row, um, and he's very powerful, right? And he's got he's very powerful. He's got good bend, good hands. So, so he's 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 at least good. Although he maybe not well, he's definitely not the level Chase Young is at any of those things. But he's got. Um, ability and, and access to, to sort of win in any of the three ways we spoke about earlier so um he's an interesting guy i think he's not as small school as adam troutman but similar to that you know we, we you don't quite know what you're going to get when he comes to the nfl but but he's, he's a guy with all the tools and, and ability and size and length and everything you kind of want at the position it's just a case of projecting that to, to playing against better players right yeah, so why, why I mentioned he's the same weight as Chase Young is because he just looks completely different. He's got like a weird, <laughs> doughy kind of yeah. sort of fat guy. Almost like it looks like he's got a belly on him where Chase Young looks yeah. like he's chiselled. Yeah. <laughs> the guy does not look like an athlete at all. And it kind of puts you off in a weird way. Um, I must admit, I yeah. Solid. I must admit, the first time I watched him, Gav, I, I looked at him and I thought, is that is that like an offensive, is that like a, like a D, like a Don Terry Poe? Like playing, oh, yeah. <laughs> playing edge rusher, yeah, but... yeah like, oh, Steve McClendon or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just built totally differently. So his weight is, although the same, just distributed completely differently in his body and most of it in his belly and ass. But he still makes but, it um, though. That's what surprises he me. He like, does. He doesn't. Yeah. He does. I, I, yeah. It, 
the problem is he's not explosive, right? So he, he is productive and he is a good rusher and he does hold the edge well and he does make a lot of tackles. So he's good. It's kind of hard to see past the eye test though. So maybe that's going to hold him back. Yeah. In draft sense. Yeah, could be another another one of these powerful guys that very effective at kind of you know stopping the run. Maybe you want to slide him inside a little bit as well. But I think he's got something to him. It's not explosiveness, but he's got a kind of ability to kind of uh, wrap past people, use use his hands and and kind of some of his moves to get round people and his power. But I agree. I mean, his straight edge speed is is pretty poor. I think you, you watch him sometimes if he gets caught in space. Uh, it's like kind of it's like a truck trying to back up and do a three point turn. Yeah, so, that's <laughs> that's the issue. Isn't yeah, it? In, in, in the role he'd be playing for the Steelers, and it would be very similar to a Chicolo. He's he's got quick feet, so he, he you know he he can he can loop fast, and he's got the high motor and everything. So he, you know he's just he's just like you say in space or kind of anything outside of his pass rush, not great. Yeah, I think if you added him to a kind of a you know it's like San Francisco did last year where you've got those guys up front that are just sort of playing with absolutely dominant playing with each other. He'd be a, a useful guy to have on that kind of line, I think. Um, but I don't know if you want to, yeah, he's not a guy that's going to slip into our kind of system and, and be productive. I don't think. What do you think though? I, I did really like him, but I had a question mark by him because I don't really know where he fits in or yeah. where he would fit in with the Steelers. I, I, I don't see how, what role he would play, but I, I do really like him. Like I say, he's, he's very similar to, uh, to chase, but he's, he's like a, a diet version, I suppose you could say. <laughs> the but, wrong diet. diet. The wrong the the uh, the heel diet. But um <laughs> the pot pot roast diet. Yeah. But no, it, it sounds like I'm being negative on him, but there was a few whiff tackles that you I saw on a bit of tape. Which is a bit of a not a red flag, but it's just I I don't know what that is. But yeah, he's a strong guy. I, I, at the same time, while I was watching him, I had a bit of a feeling. I don't know if you guys did as well. I felt like I was watching Vince Williams at times. Yeah, he's so got the, that kind of yeah lack of lateral ability. Yeah, <laughs> not not fast but strong and and goes forward. But I don't know. It's I got that sort of feeling when I was watching him. But he, I, I like I like his effort. He's got he's a high effort guy. It seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as a situational pass rusher, I'd, I'd like him on the team. You know, if you put him on there and go right here, just you know, pin your ears back, go after the QB. Great. It's just, yeah. can he do the other things that a Steelers outside linebacker has to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but you know, I, I think he's going to do well in the NFL. I do, but I just don't think he's going to be with us. Mm. Um, who's the next guy you had, Gav? Um, well, there's, there's, there's a guy I don't like, so let's skip past okay. him. Well, well then... <laughs> is he, is he, <laughs> is he on the, the kind of the top end of the, the spectrum? He's, he's in this group. I'll, I'll circle back to him. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, the next guy that I kind of like in the same way, I view him similarly to Curtis Weaver is, uh, Jonathan Greenard or Grenard of, uh, Florida, who I, I see in the same sort of range. Do you, do you agree with that or do you see him as being a later guy? Uh, I, I've not even looked at Jonathan Greenard, okay. so I don't have uh, an opinion. <laughs> I'd, I'd seen a bit of him. He sort of, again, he sort of lacks any athleticism. He doesn't seem a particular athletic guy, which you'd expect from an edge guy. And it sort of put me off when I started watching. Yeah, I, I, I saw it's. Yeah, I, I sort of put him in the Curtis Weaver camp. Not quite as good as Curtis Weaver, but. You, you get, I'll put it here, not sure he has the burst or bend to be a premier pass rusher, but you're getting a solid third outside line, linebacker with Rundy chops and potential to progress. 
So, you know, do, do you consider him at 49? Yes, I think you do consider him. You know, he creates fumbles. Um, you know, he does tend to rely on... I like some of his pass rushes, but he can sort of... You, you see him doing the spin when the, the, it's not the time to spin. And I don't know, you, you see that thing where it looks like the kind of the tackles just rubbing them through their hands and they're just spinning in front of them. They're not going anywhere. You know, it's kind of frustrating. So I don't know whether that can be refined, you know, when to use your spin. Um, and, and most of his sort of pressures came from the inside. And, and really you want to be seeing these pass rushers dominating on the outside with bend and leverage and length and, and hand, hand skills. And you didn't really see that from him. Um, so he is a risk, but I, yeah, I like him. I, I do like him enough to take him, I think. I think it's just you, Gav. Just me. Yeah, just me. <laughs> Sorry, Gav. I- I'm looking at the list. There- there's a lot of these mid-tier guys, so I haven't got. I haven't sort of got round to all of them. But um, who's the guy that you didn't like? The guy I don't like is Kalevon Chason. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this guy at all. Do you like this guy, Kalevon Chason? Yeah. Do you know? I, I see. It's a weird one. I- the more I kind of watch him, the more. I could see what people are getting at, but I do think he's been overrated. I think, uh, I mean, well, I suppose we depend on see where he goes, right? But he's kind of being touted, and I think it's the the LSU thing that, that that's sort of attaching to everybody now. I mean, he's very explosive, um, great great sort of athletic tools, super agile, super flexible, uh, very natural bend, very athletic guy. I think that's the upside. He's very raw, very moldable. Uh, he's under 21, right? He's 20, so young. There's a lot of upside to him. I think I understand why he's being touted as this potential um, top-tier talent. Um, and he's also apparently a very high-character guy. I know we can't really do, we can't really address that, but apparently he's a very high-character guy. He's a leader guy, kind of kind of guy on the team. So, so I, I always I like that, especially with kind of these key positions on defense. But. Um, yeah, I mean, the lack of production is concerning. Um, didn't win against sort of good tackles that he played against in his conference a lot of the time. He's got short arms that we've already spoke about with other guys, and that's a concern. Um, he's just a risky pick, right? I think he's kind of a, a guy mainly with one year of production at LSU, and he's got injury issues. Torrey's ACL in 2018, missed two games this year with an ankle issue. Um, yeah, I can, I can certainly see why you don't like him, Gav. I, I think maybe I'm a little bit higher than you if, if you if you really don't like him, but... I'll let you go off on him. <laughs> I would just steer clear of him. He doesn't finish. Yes, doesn't finish. I don't like that. I don't like that. But do you know? Him. But but finishing, I find I, I, there's a bit of a difference. I, I, Voch, it might be Voch who said this, right? But the reason that sometimes a guy doesn't finish is because he hasn't refined those sort of tools to 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 play the position, maybe. And being twenty and being you know pretty raw talent, I can see why. But he does create pressure and. That sometimes can lead to sacks and finishes later on in in your career. I mean, he's, just... he's he's real explosive. He's got fast feet. He's a fast guy, but mm. I feel like that's his selling point. That's about all he's got. After that, there isn't an awful lot. He's got he he has some sort of technical moves. He's got a bit of a quite a bit of finesse when he's pass rushing, but outside of that, I don't really see what he's see. He hasn't got the production. He, he he's a fast guy, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you're starting to draw comps with Arden Key, Barkevius Mingo, or Dion Jordan, and that just that just terrifies me. You know, guys drafted taken high because of their their athletic ability rather than anything yeah. that they yeah. their technical ability. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind athletes, you know, or lack of production if if you've shown that you can use your athletic abilities in some way. 
and uh, I, 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 I didn't see it. All right, so this is a steer clear guy. I do get it. I think this, you know he may well flame out, um, and, and I think it all depends on where he gets drafted. Because if he gets drafted too high, I could see this being an issue. I, I really could, but uh, I think he's worth a flyer in the second round. Or um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's got a lot of a lot of athletic upside. But yeah, I, I do see what you're saying. Um, next guy I've got on my list again. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anyone. Dur- is uh, Darrell Taylor from Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I loved his, I loved his speed and power sort of together. He's, he's, he's a good athlete. Um, but there wasn't a lot of guys in this this class that I felt possessed the speed power combo that he did. Um, sort of wins with a, a quality bull rush as his go to move. Um, but does diversify it. So he does have a, like kind of a nice swim move he uses, and so he has some tools as well. Um, but but he is raw in his technical ability. I think he could do with some uh, some coaching from that angle. But. Um, quite a high ceiling, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Pretty raw, but but could probably be quite moldable. Similar, but I mean, I probably prefer him a little bit to um, to chase on. But yeah, Gav, I'd be interested to see what what you think because uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a, an interesting combination. Yeah, I was surprised because I saw that um, today. I think it was or yesterday. Alex Kazora released his mock draft, and he put yeah. Darrell Taylor as one of his considered hmm. and. I just didn't consider him at all. I just don't think he fits into the the Steelers scheme. So maybe maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean um, that's interesting because you know more about the meat. So what, so why is that? Uh, why do you think that? I just thought he's not a natural pass rusher, and he's he's just an athlete that that doesn't look like he can rush out of a two point stance and can't cover. So I, I just you know he's a bull rusher. You know that's that's all he brings, and and the the you know the the Steelers. They, they don't need that so much, you know. You, you, you don't need someone that could just break out of a three-point stance and bull rush the guy. You know, you need someone with a bit more, a bit more refinement than that, a bit more bend, a bit more. I think he has a little bit of that. I think people maybe peg. I think that's one of the one things in this draft where I think people peg him a little bit as only a power guy. I think he's got a little bit, a little bit of wiggle. Bring back the wiggle rankings, right? Um, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of um, speed to him and, and a little bit of explosiveness to a game. He's not, he's not an athlete, a super athlete, but. Um, I don't know, I think he's got a bit more than people give him credit for. He's not just a power guy, I didn't feel like. I think people just sort of peg him that way because he goes to the bull rush so often and he's always trying to uh, super, you know, sweep inside people. But, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a similar shape to my guy, Aquara, right? But he yeah. just doesn't have the same bend and flex and balance that Aquara brings. So... I, I, don't, see, I don't see his athleticism, which he is. He is a good athlete. But he's more of an athlete than a footballer. I don't see his his athleticism matching up with the Steelers' need. But maybe that's me. Maybe I'm wrong. You know. The truth be told, it... my my biggest concern with him was was more kind of a mental thing. He, he can be a little bit slow to to sort of read what's going on. And apparently, he kicked a teammate in the head. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> which is always a red flag. So maybe a bit of a knucklehead. Maybe a guy who's not got the football IQ as well, which seems to coincide with what we see on the field sometimes. So yeah. I mean, that might be completely unfair. I mean, those things might be completely unrelated. But uh, I don't know. It kind of matched up in my head. It was like this guy is, you know, a guy who kicks his teammate in the head and also reads the field slowly. Maybe a bit of a knucklehead. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, and you look at his plan. I mean, he just he just bull rushes people, and if he does, if he, if that's not working, he tries yeah. to spin. He yeah. doesn't go anywhere. He hasn't got really any real counters. Doesn't set up his moves in any way. And you know, I I think I turned on one game and I just didn't see him impact any any play for like up until half time. And I just turned the tape off and thought, I'm not gonna. I don't like this guy. I'm gonna move on. 
And you know, I, I, I want to see I want to see players impacting. You know, even if they're just getting you know quarterback pressures or you know they're they're they're, they're impacting in the run game or setting an edge or or doing something. I just I, I just didn't see him as being that impactful, which would just turn me off him. Alright, fair enough. Dave, did you watch any of I did I didn't see an awful lot to be honest. Um no, I just sort of I got turned off at one point just because of um I can't remember what I was gonna say now. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'm a little bit higher on him. if he was if he was to fall to like the well not to fall, but if he what I'm saying is I'd be more comfortable with him in kind of the mid rounds, uh I suppose. I don't know where you would see him going out, but if he was there if it, if he was like the fourth, third, fourth round pick, I wouldn't be overly upset to be honest, but yeah, I mean every player's got a value, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just I guess can he can he fit into the scheme? Yes, I suppose he's, he's <laughs> athletic, so that can be kind of moulded. Is, is he is he a piece of clay or is he not? Um, I, I didn't see a fit, but may, maybe it's it's possible because he is quite raw. So maybe maybe he can be coached up. Hmm. But there's, there's there's other guys that I'd much rather take over him that we maybe move on to now. Okay, yeah, we'll go on then. Hit me with a guy you'd rather take. Well, there's two actually, and they're kind of in this kind of mid mid round tier. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like, what's your flavour? And they they both they were both excelled at the senior bowl. And there's one I prefer over the other, but I'm interested to see what you think. Um, and that's uh, Bradley and I and Joss Uche. Yes, I got both these guys listed next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Go on. You, who do you like the most? Or are you you sort of bit split? I know. I want to know what you think. Okay. I've got my opinion. Uh, well, I know. I, as you probably can imagine, I'm very attracted to a nine, and we have been since the senior ball, right? And he's he's a guy with that whoop ass. He's very violent. Um, he's the the Zach Moss of. Uh, <laughs> you know, I go further than that. He is a crazy man. He is, yeah, and I he's love it. An I animal, love it. Wild style animal, and if you put, um, <laughs> he's like uh, Troy Polamalu re-embodied into a, a pass rusher. <laughs> I should have let you start. <laughs> go on. Go yeah, on. no, well, that, that's that's what I'm saying, right? He's, he's very violent, but uh, I love that in this. He, he's got. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't seen that with outside of Chase Young. I, I didn't sense a lot of that from a lot of the guys in this class. If I'm honest, I, there was a few high motor guys, but this is one of the guys where he's just just very. It's almost more of a mental thing, right? He's always in the game. He's he's on every play. He's always up to the line of scrimmage and and, and wants to be impacting every play and diving in maybe even after he shouldn't. And I, I like that. He's revved up. He's rowdy. He's he's ready to give tackles a hard time. Um, he pursues strips strip sacks. He, he loves. He goes after the ball, which I enjoy from guys like this. But obviously, the lack of athleticism is a major concern, and and that's you know been a, been an issue with him throughout. And I think that's that's why he's not risen higher in this process despite the, the dominant senior ball right I mean he's, he's I saw him described as a, a guy with a blue collar work ethic yeah and that's what I, I love that about him he, I mean whether having high effort and having a work ethic he's going to transfer to the NFL I don't know it could be a, a big bust but I like that about him and that's he made my list for that just because of he's not he's not athletic but he's there he just finds mm. himself there. He's got a nose for the ball. He knows where to. He just knows where to be. He doesn't have to have that that sort of speed. But no, I, the, the other guy that I can I can never say his last name. Josh Uche. 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 Not Uche. 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 He's like he's stupid fast. Yeah. I think he's the fastest rusher in the group, man. I mean, just his speed. 
but he's he's had a hundred and sorry six hundred and fifty seven snaps over three seasons. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, there's a severe lack mm. of lack of not just production yeah. but even experience playtime and he's, uh, he's just not he's not done it. Yeah. Whereas he's more of know. a blitzer though. I don't. He's more of a situational guy. I don't see him being an every down guy. I think I do like him. I, I like what he brings to the table. But Gavin, you tell me. Are you seeing him as like? Well, a... no, uh, well okay. So it, it's the the Steelers are on the clock. Both. Both of these guys are there. Which one are you taking? I'll take an eye. Yeah, I'll take so, an eye. I'm going to Uche. Oh. I'm going to Uche all day long. You've turned your back on the working class. Uh, <laughs> working class hero. Man. I absolutely love Anai's pass rush. He is a crazy man. And, you know, you can see he's an absolute nightmare for tackles for, in pass protection. You know, and that's great. And it's good to see. And that showed up in the senior bowl. Where, you know, he absolutely dominated. But the flip side is his run D is awful, absolutely awful, and I, I you just can't have that. You, you know, you, you, it's a luxury that pass, that pass rush is a luxury compared to the sort of every down run defense, and and, and I think that's what what's going to hurt his stock, unfortunately for him. And you know, may, you know, maybe the Steelers do take him, and he ends up, and I think we'll all end up being frustrated that he's not sealing the edge, and you know, the teams are getting first downs on him because he gets turned, he gets turned so badly. That he just he's just not an edge sealer, you know. I mean, Chicolo that was one of Chicolo's knocks. He just didn't seal the edge properly, and you know, he comes in for the game. The only time you notice him is when someone's tet screaming, a running back screaming around the edge on him. So that that happens to an eye all the time. So I'm, I'm, I much prefer Uche for his speed. And you're right, he's inexperienced. He's a late bloomer. He's only played one season, but the speed he's got, the speed to power for his size. And and he's 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 another kind of TJ Watt guy that can cover and can you know just rush about yeah. and I think he, he lacks length so that that's going to show yeah, up. Yeah, he's later. undersized, which concerns me in yeah, terms but of he, fault. He can bulk up, he can bulk up, but he just can't get that length. So and, and he, you know he he can't read the game. So it's a lot of his problems are mental as well. So he gets caught out and he's not not sure what he's doing. But he's got the motor, man, and he, he you know he reminds me of your boy Chase Winovich a little bit for his kind of. Just all about motor, yeah. Kind of play, and it's just so fast, so speed, and and he's. I saw him a couple of times. He, he pancaked the tackle. Much bigger guy. He's up under his pads, and and the tackle was just shook by him. Just totally surprised by the speed that he converts to power, and he's just completely out leveraged the guy, knocked him over, and then he's in the quarterback space. So could he could he even could he even move inside occasionally? You know, in in when you're kind of in a you know a two minute drill, could he? In a worst case scenario, could he play inside linebacker? Yes, I think he could. So give me Uche. All right. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I thought you were going to be an Anai guy. I'll be honest, an Anai guy. Um, uh, fair enough. I wanted to like Anai. I really did. I I, I came in because after the senior bar, I was really going. Yeah, this is going to be my guy. I can see it. He's, he's got that kind of wild style that I you know I like. You know, reminded me of. As I say, Polamalu, that kind of like freelancing, just the guy's going to get into the backfield and blow people up. But I just, I just saw through it, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see the concerns. I absolutely can. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a uh, a star in the league, but but I like any guy who plays this position with the, the kind of the passion and the motor that he does. I think it's just a good sign. Um, but yeah, I actually wrote down about about Uche that he's a very interesting mid round pick, a, a very high upside for a guy you might get in, in the middle rounds. So um, I can certainly see why you're attracted to. Yeah. Did you yeah. see the play of an IE where he's he um, he crosses the pocket twice? He like he the uh, the tackle pushes him past. He sort of goes to one knee, 
goes back across, then comes back across and sacks the quarterback. Did you see that one? Who was this against? I can't think now. I can't remember off the top of my head. No, I, don't, I can't remember. It doesn't it ring a bell with me. <laughs> but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, he is just a ferocious pass rusher. And it, yeah. you know, if you could put him in a position where he's only expected to pass rush, you know, he's, he'd be great at that. You know what? Totally I kind of liken him to the Terminator, right? Once you've been targeted by him, that's it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hunt you down wherever you are on the field. He's um, just not a three-down player. I mean, yeah, can, you, can yeah. you have that? That's a bit of a luxury, isn't it? Can you have that? Well, the Steelers are in the market for luxuries now, as we know, because we're such a complete team, oh. Gav. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs the draft, eh? Um, that took me to the bottom of my list, but I did also look at a guy um, who I think maybe we skipped past. He's probably rated a little bit higher than those guys in terms of where he might go. A Yito Gross Matos? You looked at this yeah. fella? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gav, you felt like you had something to say. <laughs> uh, he's one of my guys that I just don't think so fit. I thought he might be, yeah. That's why I didn't bring him up earlier, but I just thought he was worth pointing out. He's probably going to be, I think he's going to be quite a high guy. I think he's going to be a high guy. I think he's going to be a guy that goes um, relatively high up. Um, he's got the size, the length, very good athletically, but, you know, he's just, the problem is, of course, he's raw, as we spoke with a lot of these guys, but, you know, similar to yeah it's raw and his ceiling doesn't fit if he if he if he sort of progresses on the on the path that he should where do you play him on the Steelers is, yeah is, is yeah. no no he's you know he's a rush end for, you know 4-3 defensive end yeah. so I don't really I, I I don't like I didn't 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 really watch that much of him because I just thought oh, he's not not the guy that we need okay I, yeah, same with, what... I thought the same with Jabari Zuniga as well I like I like I like the aggression. I mean, you talk about aggression. He's a guy that really aggressive, ass whoop guy. But yeah, it doesn't fit. Hmm. Um, but I've got some sleepers. You got some sleepers? No, oh, go on. You hit. Me. I don't have any. That's 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 everyone I looked at deeply. I don't have any any uh, late round guys. So who have you got? You got any, Dave? I've got one, but you might disagree with me. Um, <laughs> Alton Robinson. I don't know anything about him. Tell me about him. Well. He uh, before I go talk about him and his play, he uh, he was done for second degree robbery while he was at Texas A and M, and ended up at Syracuse. <laughs> so maybe there's a character flaw in there. Love those guys. Yeah, one of those guys. But he's great. He's bursty, fast guy. I really like that about him. But he's like, the character knock on him put me off a bit. But he still made the list just because I was I was impressed by the tape. But no, he's he's effective guy on the outside. Really. Really great in pass rush. Um, sort of a natural athlete. You know, he's 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 not he's not huge. He's not sort of big guy, but he's powerful. He, he uses his size effectively, if that makes sense. But no, I really liked him. Did either of you guys see anything of him? Nope, not a lick. No, I didn't. I'll have to look out for him. Maybe so what's, what's his first name? Him. I don't even know his name. Robinson. Alton, Alton Robinson. Robinson. Alton Robinson. Okay. Yeah, so as I say, he was at Texas A&M before he got booted out for for robbing someone. So you might you might find his news report online somewhere more than his tape. You know what's coming. You know what questions coming, Dave. What's that? How did you find this guy? <laughs> How did I find this guy? He was, he was on a list of of edge guys. <laughs> I didn't really. He is on your list, it. in fairness, Gav. Uh, the list that you formulate and create. Is he where? He's on the edge four three uh, list. Oh, edge four three. Okay. So he's there. He, oh, there he, he, he can be tracked there down. <laughs> no notes. I say, I, <laughs> I say we uh, we pick him and then Shane O'Grady at the tight end and, and just go with the all knucklehead group. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's, 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 he's a knucklehead, but that's a, it's a good tackler. He's got good length. I, I feel weird saying that. You guys feel weird saying he's got good length. <laughs> I didn't no, until you just, just said you, that. <laughs> good length, good tackle, good, good tackle radius. Good tackle. So we know his length is good, but how's his girth? <laughs> well, that's uh, a very personal question. <laughs> right, moving on. Uh, Gav. Yeah, so I've got, got two guys, and one of them's been linked uh, heavily to the Steelers, so maybe it's a bit of a hipster pick, but. I, I did. I did watch him because he was been in. He'd been in um, some mock drafts and stuff. But actually, yeah, I can see why he's a great guy. Uh, Alex Highsmith. You seen any of this dude? No. From Charlotte. I mean, you, you watch the tape. They're playing. It's such a small school that some of the some of the stadiums have got buildings in them with windows. <laughs> so you're seeing, you know, people looking through windows onto the pitch. So it's kind of just uh, disheartening in that sense. But this guy is an absolute sack technician, and that he's he's not quite big enough to play uh, 4-3 defensive end so although he didn't really play in a two point stance that much and and in fact his like best attribute is bursting out of a three point stance which he's not going to be able to he's not going to play that position so it's a shame to rob him of his best attribute but he's going to have to adapt um well he's just great he's just a great guy i really recommend you check him out really efficient um, really, really, really tenacious kind of pass rusher, and 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 great in run D. I mean, if only if only Bradley and I could had this guy's run defense. I mean, he just absolutely crashes the backfield or just snaps across, sheds his blocker and and tackles the guy. Um, just looks great. I mean, looks looks great. Look great at the combine. Look great in drills. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's all there. It just looks it, it just it's just a small schoolness and you know. You know, there's a slight lack of. He's not that dynamic, but he makes up for it with football. He just, he's just a good football guy. Um, so, sort of low floor, very high ceiling. Uh, you, you know, he's probably going to be available later rounds, and he's, he's definitely projects as a three-four outside linebacker. So, hopefully, the Steelers will take him. I mean, I just, I'd, I'd love to see him on the Steelers. It's a really aggressive kind of dude. I mean, you, you watch the tape; he's just dominating. You know. The, the commentary is just all about him on the tape, you know. Really quick hands. He's got bend, just great dip. Um, just, just the lack of size and strength, possibly. But you know, yeah, I just think you know you put him in on special teams and he's just going to dominate. Hmm. So he's one guy. Okay, interesting small school guy. And then the other guy's uh, the App State. Did you see any of him? Akeem Davis Gaither. And he's a he's a smaller guy. He's more of the he's if you if you were putting them into he's more like a Zach Bond kind of guy. So like uh, he was SBC, which is I think Sun Belt Conference Defensive Player of the Year, um, starting all 14 games, 104 tackles, team high, 14 and a half for loss, five sacks, one interception, eight pass breakups, one blocked kick. So I mean this guy is just everywhere, like an absolute playmaker, defensive playmaker. Um, he's definitely like an off-ball linebacker. So that that team actually, the App State actually run a kind of three-four almost, and he 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 is the kind of the pass rusher. But he he starts deep, so he'll start like five or seven yards off the line of scrimmage. But he gets he gets to the QB often because he's just so fast and, and he's got bend. He just rushes so well, um, and he's great against run. And he, he but then again he's playing he's playing so off off the ball that he's. He, he is in coverage a lot, and you can see that he's covering the tight ends, and he's he's got great sideline to sideline 
um, it's just got a really high ceiling, just a, a really enjoyable watch. Um, so yeah, ch- check him out. I mean, it's difficult. He's one of those guys at small school, but absolutely dominated his level. And, and it's just a real football player. So, you know, you think special teams day one, he, he'd be, he'd be killing it on special teams. And, and, you know, you, 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 he's another one of those guys that in the two minute drill, you'd want him on the team. You know, if, if he was got into a point where he was making the defense, you'd, you'd want him on there just because he can cover, he can rush, he can, he can play the run. He can, you know, he's, he's just an assignment guy, a football guy. So yeah, he's a, he's, he's definitely a red star for me. He's one of my favorites actually in this awesome. whole draft class. Yeah. He's well, Akeem Davis Gaither. I imagine we'll probably get a lot of talk uh, about him when it comes to draft day because uh, Daniel Jeremiah went to Appalachian state, right? So he's going to, He'll probably red star him as well, and we'll get a lot of info on him when it comes to him being drafted. Yeah, I think App State they they've moved up a division. I think. Oh, really? Is that right? They, I don't know. I think so. From 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 when DJ was there, they were they were a division lower, so they were a bit a bit crummier. They're still a bit crummy, but they're, they're up there, kind of more respectful. They've got more. They're they're a bit better than they were. I just know that Rich Eisen tends to shit on DJ for Appalachian State never having anyone drafted, and obviously, obviously Michigan always have loads. So. Yeah, this guy's definitely going to get adjusted. You, you see, the you know, the football players like this, they deserve, you know, like like Matakiewicz, right? So he, I, I think this guy's better than Matakiewicz, to be fair. Yeah. In terms of athleticism and, and, and skills. But Matakiewicz was, was just a really good football player. And, and those guys, you, 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 they, they warrant a seventh round draft pick or a sixth round draft pick because you just want those guys around. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be, this, is, this guy's a red star guy for me, for sure. Okay. Awesome. Any others, or was that was that you two? That was it. That okay. was my guys. So your red star guys, guys, you go in uh, with with the well, I guess, I guess, I guess four. Yeah. So four. <laughs> you got <laughs> you got to narrow down on these. I've got zero red star guys in this class, and you've you got four. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like Aquara and I like Zach Bond, but they're, okay. they're so different. And then and then yeah, I like uh, Davis Gaither and Alex Highsmith, and I like Uche. So there's five guys. <laughs> could we introduce like a could we introduce like a sub level <laughs> star, and you get one okay. red star, and you can give the rest like a purple star or something? Right, as, okay, as as a late round pick, give me this guy because he's a football. He deserves a he okay. deserves a, a head nod. Okay. What about you? you who have you got? Well, like I say, I like Zach Bourne, uh, but but the size concerns stop me from you know really banging the table. For, there's no one in this, this this class that I'm like, maybe Anai is the next closest again. But that's just more because I like I like his style of play. I, I'm not in love with it, other than Chase Young, obviously. But but I'm not in love with anyone uh, that much. I'm not banging the table like I was for Chase Winovich. No, I don't think there is a Chase Winovich in this group. <laughs> we're yet to see what that means but yeah no I know what you mean um, D- Dave yeah there's there's no one that I've fallen in love with that I think is going to fall to us like you say I think I'd like to see an eye on the on the side but I, I don't know I, I, I've not got anyone so earmarked as a red a red a red star or even a pink star have we done away with the pink star <laughs> I can't remember what colour stars Maroon. we have all I know is that, that me and you Dave we're a bit more um, discerning about giving out handing out our red stars Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit loose and easy with mine, bit, maybe. Bit, bit of a red star slot, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So is that is that all of our edge guys then? I think so. Awesome. So ne- I think next week we'll probably do. Do you want to do inside linebackers, Gav? Does that sound? What, do we need to do D line? Is that what's 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 the? Oh kind yeah, of I kind of, for, kind of forgot about D line. Uh, yes, that's a better idea. Let's do D line and work our way backwards. Right, that makes more sense. 
Sure. Okay. Okay, so we'll look out for that. Um, that just brings us on to our kebab corner, Dave. Well, this week, I, you, you might sort of all start thinking I've, I've been going mad with isolation, but I've not been isolating myself. It's just insanity. But um, I've been trying to find the perfect hot dog topping. <sighs> got the answer for so you on this. I've got a bit of a, a playoff of hot dog toppings. Okay, okay. If you'll indulge me. I've separated them into different categories. <laughs> They're sort of similar. And maybe we can have a, a podcast-agreed ideal um Hot dog topping. You're probably never going to agree with me on anything when it comes to food, but I'll, I'll, I'll play. <laughs> so, uh, in the first matchup, we have the classic ketchup yep. versus Chipotle. <laughs> what? That's tough. That's Who tough. Who wins? Uh, ketchup by a country mile. I, I think you have to go ketchup just out of reverence to tradition. Now, Dave Damashek believes that it's a kid's to- It's like a kid's thing to have ketchup on a hot dog, right? That's one of his famous bits. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd go with ketchup before I went with Chipotle, but I, I see them as similar things. Okay. So we're I'm going worried that Chipotle would overtake the hot dog. Yeah. Chipotle seems like some kind of fancy southern thing to put on a hot dog. Southern? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> as our token southerner. <laughs> I love the hate in his voice as he said that. <laughs> are, we, are we agreeing on ketchup? Yeah. I think I think so. Winner is ketchup. Next, uh, the next game in the playoffs is English mustard versus American mustard. I, I, I don't, I don't eat mustard, so I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have an opinion. I've got an opinion I mean, on mustard, Gareth. Nine times out of ten, I'm going English mustard, but on a hot dog, it's got to be American. You, you know, what I mean the the sort of milder, sort of uh, sweet sweet mustard. That yeah, that, the the stuff you get in a little pump thing. Yeah, give yeah. me that. Give me on a, on a hot dog. Give me the American. Okay, so that's one bracket done. Next is uh, garlic mayo versus mayo. It's an unusual thing to put on a hot dog, but it's been on a hot dog before. I've never had either of those things on a hot dog. So <laughs> yeah, I, I've not had either of those on a hot dog. But I mean, on a pizza, give me garlic mayo over mayo. But um, I, I don't know on a hot dog. I've not tried either. We, do we have a? I think a mayo, mayo on a hot dog is kind of like blasphemy. So I think we've got to go back with garlic mayo by kind of default. Okay, garlic mayo. That's a tough one. So the final uh, bracket is sriracha versus sriracha mayo. <laughs> Wait, we're going mayo and sriracha mayo. This is very. very this has got very niche, Dave. <laughs> I thought we were going to be. I thought we were going to get like fried onions, cheese. No. It's just, yeah, or, or like I'm red thinking, cabbage, which is... Uh, I'm thinking more sauce, sauce-based, sauce based sauce, <laughs> sauce toppings. I've got to say, I've moved towards veggie hot dogs these days, or oh, meat-based products, just because, you know, we don't want to get into, you know, this isn't a health a health cast, but um, apparently hot dogs are one of the worst things you can eat, right? So, so that, I, I kind of well, veered away from... That was the most days. southern thing you've ever said. It's lips and eyelids, isn't it? It's lips, eyelids, and beaks and stuff. That's all it is. Well, apparently, it's the uh, the kind of sheath that they're formed in. I don't know what you call it, like the 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 emulsion that sticks. Yeah, to, yeah the, the bit on the outside. That's really really bad for you, apparently. I do love so, that. Uh, I've kind of been been steering clear of them. You know, the the main time, I have had a couple of really good hot dogs in my life, and I kind of miss them. But. The main time you eat hot dogs for me is when I mean this is like really probably middle aged, but when I go to IKEA, right? So I'll, or, or Costco, I'll, I'll buy myself a hot dog on the way around. IKEA, they're, they're veggie hot dogs. 
they're really good, man. You should, you should try them. They, well, they come with red cabbage, and you can put some mustard in there. The problem that, that thing's really tasty. The problem with the I've never had IKEA hot dog. I'll tell you why. Because every time I go, I've already had like such a large meal at the the, the central canteen, right? The, like the uh, the meatballs and the garlic bread and the chips and the dime cake and you know all this. That I'm like stuffed by the time I've reached the end. I, I don't have any more room for hot dog. Yeah. It's because you've you've spent so long shopping, and then 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 in the massive queue, that by the time you've done all that, they they've got the hot dogs down there for the end, for yeah, just before I, you load up the car with all the the crap. That you I do bought. need to try it. I do need to. Well, if if you're health conscious, there, Gav, you, you at least you know that sriracha is vegan. <laughs> Still on the sriracha. <laughs> uh, uh, I do like a sriracha. I'm I'm, I'm definitely partial, partial. But the, the idea of mayo on a hot dog. Sorry, I've I've not tried. So we're going Sriracha. Sriracha is the winner. Yeah, Sriracha. So uh, next level of the playoffs, we have ketchup versus American mustard. Give me mustard. Oh, ketchup. Does that mean I, I, mean I, have, <laughs> I have the deciding vote, don't I? I'd go with mustard myself. Oh, dear God. <laughs> So well, we have... What's your problem with uh, mustard, sir? I wish to remove myself from... Persi- I mean, listen, the only things I even have on a hot dog, anyway, is, is ketchup, um, fried onions, and then I would ha- I would also have cheese on it if it was available. Um, but, yeah, that's it. I mean, everything else, I have no idea. I don't even eat mustard. Maybe I should have gone deeper with these uh, hot dog playoffs. I should have gone more into side toppings. Now, barbecue sauce would have been an option I'd have accepted. Eh... <sighs> No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've got mayo on the list and you're rejecting barbecue sauce. They're both as, as out there as each other, aren't they? <laughs> I suppose. I suppose that it's just and I've I know I've had. I'm a I'm a I love mayo, so I have mayo on most things. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm a big mayo fan myself. But um, yeah, not on a hot dog, man. All right. Well, you can anyway, take you where, can take mustard where, through. Where, where were we? We now we now have garlic mayo versus sriracha. Well, you need some spice in there, so give me the give me the sriracha. Sriracha it is. So now we have the final of American mustard versus sriracha. What a ridiculous final for a hot dog! <laughs> <laughs> this is making me very hungry. <laughs> I know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck into some IKEA chocolate as soon as we hang up. <laughs> Tune in next week where we do the, where we do the ideal burger toppings. Well, I've got I got I meant to ask Sai actually. How, um, I don't want to derail the topic, but um, I I wondered if it was the 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 toughest thing to come out of the coronavirus lockdown is that they've shut McDonald's. Shut McDonald's. On. How are you going to yeah. cope? It, how are you going to cope? They still do this, deliveries? No, they've actually no. shut McDonald's down for good. Well, not for good, but they, you know, they, fully. They, they turned off the grills. Um, it's crazy, man. Like I have never been this this long without uh, having McDonald's available to me, um, and probably only been this long without eating McDonald's. Um, you know, a few times in my life. I think I can't remember if you shared privately or whether it was on air your sort of monthly McDonald's budget. And well, their their, their share price must have taken a real dive <laughs> considering that you're not pumping that much cash into their coffers every week. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way, right? If McDonald's was the kind of company that had like a, a VIP gold card, like an airline, like I, I would be at the very top of it. Right? <laughs> they That's would lay down, 
they would lay down the red carpet when I walked through the door and <laughs> sit me down at my private table. But um, all service by first name. <laughs> my usual, please. Yeah, it's been weird. But do you know what? It's so, it's so strange. It's not even the fact that it's not open, but it's the fact that you know you can't get it, it makes you crave it. Like I've been desperate for my doll's nuggets now for like three days. But it's making it's making my mouth water right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without further ado, the final of the October <laughs> <the auto bracket. laughs> Dave. So we have again American mustard versus <laughs> sriracha. Do we have an opinion? Oh, mustard. Give me mustard. 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 A, a hot dog's not a hot dog without mustard. On oh it. God. Well, I was mustard in bread. It might not be what I would have chosen, but at least I'm happy it's ended up being an actual hot dog topping. That's one. If you have differing opinions, please do let us know. If there's a topping you prefer to see on there. Let us know. And I think I will I will be in on burger, but not just sauces. There's a lot of interesting things you can put in a burger, but we'll save that. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think before you get into it, like a burger is best simple, isn't it? I mean, yes, you I go agree. to like some things you get like, you know, kiwi burger with pineapple and some, some well, chili chunk. Nah, just give me some cheese, man. Yeah. That's all I want. First of all, I totally agree with you, Gav. The burgers should just be cheese and burger. If you go to five guys, just get cheese, burger, it's the best burger you can get, that's it, done. But mm. If we do go into the realm of top, and I have some interesting thoughts, but we'll get onto that in another in another episode. And they do include I'll take a deeper dive next time. Yeah, they, they do well, include I'll, pineapple. I'll the burger. <laughs> um, cool. Um, I apologise. My my mic seems to have been picking up my beer pouring more this this week, so I apologise for anyone that's been put off with that's any. That's fine. Uh, it all has to the texture. Pouring. Yeah, it's it's, the it's like an Sonic. ASMR thing. Oh, Dave's special specialty. Yeah. Hey, you got any new people on that in that front, Dave? Any new ASMR? Tips? Um, no, it's just mouth noises, isn't it? Really, he's got a whisper. No, get really close to the mic. Please don't do whisper that. Whisper a bit <laughs> and make some mouth noises. That's it. I, I got really into it a couple of years ago, and I've not really been back. So maybe I maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out tonight. If I'm trying to get to sleep. Is it a, is it a relaxation thing or an? Erotic? Oh yeah. I, I mean, no, no. It's, uh, is it erotic? I'm not sure. It's a, is <laughs> a lot of people use it as an erotic outlet. What? Say. What okay. is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it all very off-putting. I don't like it at all. I could have. I, I quite like it. I could have done some I do, ASMR. I do quite like it. I could have done some for you this this week, Dave, because um, I shaved my head right this this week. So oh, yeah, we got the new looks. I I'm yeah. gonna do. I'm gonna do myself as well because apparently the virus uh, <laughs> sticks to hair. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get rid of it. So I feel like, well, I'd, I'm not I'm not sure how much I buy into that, but it was more the fact that the barbers are going to be closed and my hair was already pretty long and I was like, it's going to it's going to be three months, my hair's going to be down to my shoulder, it's going to be ridiculous. So I took the drastic move of just shaving it all off. And now, like, if I rub my head, you can probably hear the, uh, it sounds like grass, right? It's amazing. So... I have to take your word for it. <laughs> how do you feel? Have you, have you, have you been, uh, have you been shorn before? Not this short, no, never. When I was a kid, I, maybe I, I used to get like a two back in size, but this is literally, I just shaved it. So, uh, yeah. I, I, was, I was going to ask you if uh, people are reacting to you differently, but I guess you don't know because you've well, not been in I've, human contact. For... I've downloaded this house party app. I don't know if you've heard about this being a couple of old cronies, but uh, with me being hit with the kids, I've downloaded this. This is the new thing now for the coronavirus outbreak. It's the next big social network, right? And basically, for all these young people that can't like go and hang out with their friends, they download this house party app, and everyone just kind of jumps on and talk. It's kind of like FaceTime, but with loads of people. And um, I've just been surprising people. They've just joined my little room, and I'm just sat there with like a bald head, looking like a thumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people have been I mean, shocked. This, this, this has got to be the worst time in the history of the human race to be single, right? I mean, the awful time. Well, no, it's the worst time to be 
in a relationship but not living with the person, right? Well, that's true as well. Yeah, I mean, I, a good friend of mine is just literally days before the lockdown hooked up with his new partner. Oh no! And now and now, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in in one sense, at least he knows. You know, she's not courting any other men. But I mean, awful. Sales of condoms he... and lube have just plummeted, haven't they? Just... Oh, <laughs> yes. That's a guy there, Dave. Yes, but sorry. Sales of other things have gone up. So you know, well, swings around. Yeah, but... Although divorce is on the rise, apparently. I could see that. Read. Well, yeah, it does interesting things to your relationship, being stuck together all day. Mm. I'm trapped in with my male life partner as opposed to my uh, traditional female one who's in Leeds. So, yeah, I think we'll kill each other by the month by the month's end. Wow. Interesting social dynamics experiment. <laughs> right, we'd better leave it there. Um, so, interior D-line next week, right? Or just D-line at all, yeah. I suppose. Um uh, anything else to prepare next week? Is that it? I think that's it. Stay that's safe all we normally do, right? Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. Uh, don't shave your head. It's a bad idea, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> follow me at Cy wrote this at the podcast at UK Steelers Pod. Uh, Dave at this is Dave Hart. Do not follow Gav. Anyway, um, especially not into his house because he's very paranoid about oh, the virus. I, I will attack you with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, and we'll see you next week, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.